Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, girl. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? I'm feeling so great because you and I what are booked and busy what and unbothered what <laughs> yes tell the people the great news that we have to share okay <laughs> I, ne- I never thought you would ask but since you did so one of our goals um i don't know if we share it with y'all is that we really wanted to start putting ourselves out there to network with people to be on panels and to be um a part of festivals and different things like that so we took a leap of faith yes and we submitted to be a part of this podcast panel for black creatives that's hosted in new york called afros and audio yes so we gave it our best pitch boom and we put it out there yes and we found out yes that last week that we got accepted to be a part of the panel in new york city in june and i literally could have cried yes y'all it was just like the best news ever it's a whole festival in new york y'all in Listen. new york what's good <laughs> booked busy and doing the most in yes. new york i know I'm, we have new york listeners so you know Listen. what's popping <laughs> what's good where we going what we doing no but for real it was so like it, it, i feel like it came at the right time because i was tired <laughs> but also that's not the only thing that we got it's not it's not it's so, literally not like within 24 hours or less so not only are we panelists um <laughs> you know professionals <laughs> no but we also booked a collaboration with a online clothing store so y'all have to look out for that pretty soon Listen, we won't reveal the name yet. No, we won't. But you're going to love it. So, yes. And I just thought it was so cool because they had just reached out to us like on a whim and we knew that it would because like we've had some stuff come to us that wasn't legit. Yeah. And so I thought I was like, hey, Erica, look at this and make sure it's legit because y'all know I call her the closer. (laughs) And she was like, no, girl, it's legit. We good. (laughs) And it was just so good because I feel like we have been working so hard and we have been going so hard and then life has just been exhausting us. That yeah. we had kind of got just kind of discouraged. But I feel like God sent this along to be like, okay. Yes. Y'all are a little tired. So let me encourage you On y'all. the same day, y'all. Listen. Both back to back. Back to back. back. <laughs> it was lit. Bro, I was, y'all, I was in Erica's text messages at 7 a.m. talking about, hey, check our email. Knew her phone was on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. Didn't care. <laughs> I, I, sh- I checked that email. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. 10 minutes later. Oh, my God. Yes. So we're so happy to be finally i can't say just now seeing the light because we've done we've had so many great wins along the way but this is like just what we have been praying about like this is the right direction this is like a wink from jesus like i see y'all just hang on a little bit longer yes so and it just goes to show that like i guess being successful reaching certain milestones is not an over it's not an overnight type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a you got to put your head down and work type of thing. And I've been kind of realizing on our journey that there are valleys and that there are peaks. 
Yes. And that it's really like being an entrepreneur or doing your own thing is really hard. It's very you know? hard. It takes a lot of endurance. And we, I still feel like we're newbies. And it's yeah. been so many lessons about patience and yeah. um, just sticking in there. Because there's been so many times we're tired. We are exhausted. And it's like, what are we doing this for? Like, yeah. sometimes you get in those moods. But things like this is like, this is exactly why hard work literally yeah. pays off. And I'm so excited. I think it's going to be an amazing experience for yes. us. I think it's going to be a way for us to network, for us to meet people, for yes. us to share our knowledge. Because everything that we do with our podcast, we learn from Google University and YouTube University. Yeah. We figured that stuff out. Yeah. But also to learn from other people that look like us, right. that care about us, and that want to share knowledge yeah. with us. So I think it's going to be an amazing event. I am so so excited i yes. hope that we have enough time where we can vlog it yes. or that we can capture it we but i just feel like to. we're gonna be so caught up in the moment yes and so like, i'm probably gonna cry like yes. probably yes. gonna cry yeah i'm so excited it's gonna be so fun like y'all i just feel like god is really starting to open doors for us like i just feel like an increase is coming yeah finally yes so y'all better get on this train basically yes before it really pop off and say you was riding with us and shooting with us in the gym okay <laughs> For real. So let's get into our first uh, segment of the show, which is dating and relationships. Okay. Yeah. Woo, child of ghetto. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. No, it's, it's pretty ghetto. Um, But the topic is dating can be hard or is hard. So what Amen. we mean by that <laughs> is, okay, when you find someone, it can sometimes be hard to find time to spend together while getting to know each other. What are some ways we can successfully date in our busy world? So a couple more questions. How can we maintain a healthy dating life? How can we still take care of what we need to take care of without neglecting our partner? Are there certain boundaries that need to be kept in place? Should there be a mutual conversation understanding of how that should go? And what has worked out for you or what hasn't worked for you? So I know I say this every episode that I've been struggling, but I really, <laughs> I've really been struggling with this because when I date, this is one of the complaints that I get. <laughs> no, for real. Like it literally is the complaint that I get. What, like, you ain't got time? Are you too busy? Yes. Mm. I'm saying like, man, I'm like, you said you wanted a boss chick. Well, a boss chick is busy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. But <laughs> no, for y'all, dating is like, okay, so for me, it's really, really hard because like I'm always doing something like so we have all things melanin. We work full time and then I have another side business. So that's a lot of time in itself. But your girl don't want to be alone. She does want a man and she wants to have kids eventually. So, you know, I do got to, you know, date to find the man. <laughs> I think for me. So. I think the problem lies in for me is that when I'm dating, I feel like whomever I'm dating wants access to me when they want access to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's very important that when you're with somebody that is busy, that you plan stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's cool if you want to be a spur of the moment thing, but realistically, if you're dating an entrepreneur or you're dating somebody that has a side hustle, you got to plan ahead, and I think you have to be a little considerate to their considerations and to what they have going on. So for me, what I would like to happen in this situation is I would like to, like, just set up, like, date nights. Like, in advance, say, like, we don't even necessarily, like, if we're dating, like, we don't even necessarily know what we're going to do. But even something as simple as a partner being like, hey, on Thursdays, block that out. That's our time. You know what I mean? 
or just taking initiative to be like, okay, like, when are you available? Like, you know, just, I think for me, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, men are so used to having women accessible to them whenever they want that it's like a hard pill to swallow when they don't. Yeah. So I think that you have to plan accordingly, like, plan date night. And I think you have to communicate because I think that you can be flexible, but your partner got to let you know, like, hey, this ain't working for me. You're going to have to do something else or we're going to have to spend some time or I need to see you soon. Like, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. And then you just sit over the mat because we're hanging out. It just definitely has to be effort on both ends because yeah. it, realistically, everybody's busy. Everybody got something going on. Yeah. So I just think that both parties have to want it. And both parties have to, like, respect each other's time. Yeah. And I I totally think that planning a date night is the best way to go. Because I used to do that, like, Thursday nights, Saturday nights, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's our time. And I think that's important to schedule that in if you're that, like, um, busy. But I also don't think that anybody's too busy for anybody. I agree. Um, I used to be, like, in the dating phase, I used to do this thing where I know... I'm busy, but if somebody wanted to see me, I would drop what I'm doing and I would see them. And to, to me at that point, like when I look back on that, I'm like, it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like he got very comfortable in me doing that. And it's like when someone feels like they are easily accessible or you are easily accessible at any drop of a hat, mm. they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that was my mistake is like, yeah, I want to see you, but if I can't, if I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop what I'm doing to yeah. do that if it's that important to me but if it's something that like i'm just chilling at home and i just don't feel like being bothered like i'm not gonna be like no i don't want to hang out with you but i think it has to be a mutual respect and a mutual understanding from both parties and that's where the boundaries come in yeah because i don't ever want to be with somebody that's like mm, well, i'm too busy i'm i'm doing this i'm here i'm there yeah, I'm, right. I'm flying here and like it's like you don't have any like i'm gonna be bored with you if i never see you like and that's how somebody swoops in and gets you exactly Exactly. If we're being honest. Exactly. So I think that you both, to have that healthy dating life, you both have to want it. Yeah. <laughs> you both have to respect each other's boundaries and you both have to just plan it. Like, yeah. I, I'm i actually, like, kind of a spontaneous person a little bit. But when it comes to, like, planning something, just plan it. Just yeah. be, So I can know ahead of time, yeah. like, this is what we're doing Thursday night. Yeah. I, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I am not spontaneous. Um, <laughs> I really prefer you to let me know what's up and for you to plan it. But I definitely agree. I think for me, like, in dating and trying to talk to people or whatever I'm doing in life, um, I am learning that, like, okay, Shelby, like, if you're going to date somebody, you're going to talk to somebody, like, some stuff just going to have to slide off the radar. Because yeah. um, your business is not going to keep you warm at night and have your kids. It is not. It so, I think, but I think for me, like, it's, I think sometimes some men struggle with, even if you want to plan something and even if you want to, like, you know, put it on the calendar, it's just, like, because you're not accessible right now. Yeah. That's a problem, you know? But also, on the other end, if you're too accessible, like, I'm not saying, like, play games with him. Like, if he called, don't answer. Like, no, I'm not being a balance. Like, because how it starts, that's going to be the pattern. So it's like, if you're always, if you were doing like me, where it's like you dropped everything you were doing to go see this man, then that's how it's always going to be to where he feel like, well, he doesn't have to rearrange his schedule to come see you type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have the mutual understanding from the get-go and that conversation from the get-go. That's what I learned. Because then it's just like, yeah. oh, this man is comfortable. He think I'm going to just roll up to his house when he get off work. Yeah. Like, because I had been doing that. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want that. I want you to, like, you know, 
yeah. make the time rather than me just dropping what I'm doing when yeah. you say go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what does, just to piggyback off what you just said, so like what does that conversation look like? I ain't coming. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Um, the conversation, I would just, uh, first of all, it's very hard when you're, when you're already in that habit. Yeah. Right? And so when I was doing, when I was doing that, I was, I just realized that, wait, if I just say no, then what's going to happen? I actually tried that. What happened? We didn't see each other. So that puts a whole perspective on the dating um, relationship that we had. Cause it's like, okay, if I don't come see you, we ain't seeing each other. Is that how it go? It appears that way. So the conversation was really like, I ain't doing this no more. It yeah. wasn't really like, oh, let's switch it up. But I'm just saying the conversation need to be had from the beginning because that's when the, the habit of the relationship starts. If it starts that way, it's going to be hard to change it later. Yeah. So because a lot of people out there like are stubborn in other ways. But I do agree with you. I feel like just in general dating is hard because everybody has something going on. But just to piggyback off what you said, like you have to make an effort, like a mutual effort to see each other and to spend time with each other. And I think that you're going to have to be flexible. Yeah. And I think that you're going to be have to be understanding. Like, for instance, I think like spring is a really busy time for everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was talking to a person and I got irritated and I realized that I had just never asked the person a question or I had never just brought some stuff up. But if we had had a whole conversation I wouldn't have been irritated and you wouldn't have been irritated and we wouldn't have been having this conversation. So I definitely think that you do have to put forth the effort that there has to be a mutual understanding. And I do think you have to have a conversation. And I think a lot of people don't have the conversation because it's awkward yes. or they don't know what to say. Yeah. But I mean, if you're trying to be with this person, you're going to have to learn how to talk to him or her. Yeah. Like you're going to have to learn how to bring things up because I just feel like the older we get in life, the busier we get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the more that we have going on, like life don't, I was, I, I tweeted this the other day or tweeted this today. Life don't discriminate. It doesn't. That's what I mean. You're always going to be busy. So you definitely do have to, you know, communicate with that person. And I feel like you have to create a routine that works for you. Yeah. Like picking out certain date nights or certain time frames where it's just about y'all, where y'all put y'all's phones up, y'all put distractions up and it's just about you guys. I think that's important because I don't think you can build on, you can't build anything if you're not spending time with each other. You can't build anything if you're not like investing in each other. And I think dating comes down in my opinion to investing in one another and choosing one another. Yeah. Because if you don't invest in another person, you're not going to grow with that person. You're not going to be connected to that person. You're not going to be attached to that person. And if you don't spend time with that person, what are you doing? Like, I'm trying to tell y'all, that's how somebody slide in and get your girl or your man. It is. Like, you see her thinking, oh, like, he or she understands that I'm busy, but you ain't commuting with Katie with them. You ain't sitting in them. And then Sally or Jerome that slid in and got your person. And now you mad and you look at them on Instagram posting pictures. I mean, it's, <laughs> it goes back to, like, the same old story since, like, Adam and Eve. Is if a guy want to see you, he going to see you. If he want to call you, he, he going to call, call you. you. Like, if he's not calling, he's not checking up on you, he's just not doing that. There's no, I'm too busy. You got time to pee, so you got time to text. You got time to watch my stories. You got time. To, yes, that right there. I cannot stand that. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> that has been on my nerves. You got, time to, you got time to look at my stories, but you ain't got time to text me back? Exactly. And you, and you so right, because I'm about to be so petty on these stories. Y'all, God is still working on me, so don't judge why me. Do, why do, okay, this is getting way off topic, but why do guys do that? Why do some guys basically ghost you in a text message, but watching everything you're doing? Everything. Why? I would just like to say that this has been happening to me lately. <laughs> 
want you to let you <laughs> me know too. that I'm gonna be a snack in the spring of the summer. So oh, you, you gonna see all these stories? Let me tell you something. You gonna see these thighs? <laughs> I'm gonna be out. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I. You know what? This is just my personal opinion, y'all. So don't murder me on the stake. I think I think it comes down to like a control thing. I think a lot of men like want you to be a certain way because they're used to women being a certain way. Uh, and when you don't but, conform to that, they try to ghost you. But when you get a real chick, girl, she's still gonna do what she wanna do. Mm-mm. Like, period. And I don't know, and I feel like it's just to keep tabs on you, because have you ever have you ever had somebody ghost you or had somebody get mad at you and upset with you? But then you post looking like a snack and all of a sudden your DMs is going off with hearts and what you doing and can I come oh, yeah. see you? Of course. I'm just mad at me hey, of course but now you see I'm, me out with my friends and i'm looking like a snack and this face is beat and this hair is laid and this outfit is popping and uh, now you want to see me it's just games y'all games like i had somebody ghost me <clears throat> and i'm still sad about it <laughs> that baby was fine mm-hmm. if he ever want to reappear in life <laughs> if you ever want to resurrect yourself i'm here um <laughs> i'm playing i'm not um he <laughs> uh we, we hadn't even, like, talked long, I don't think. And all of a sudden, it was just, like, nothing. And he did the same that. thing about, like, watching my stories. But then all of a sudden, he, like, deleted his whole, like, Instagram and everything. What was he going through? I don't know. But I was like, what? why do guys do that? Like, why did you even take the effort to, like, hit me up? Yeah, leave me alone if that's Listen what you're doing. Me. I don't know who this is for, but men. It's for ghosts. This it's is, for him. This is specifically for men, okay? Um, if you see a woman that's doing really well in her life and she is glowing and she is glistening and she got confidence and you're not ready, hold on, if you even think you're not ready, leave her alone. Leave us leave alone. Leave her alone. Leave me alone. This ain't what you want. It yes. is what you want, but you better be ready. It is what you want, but you can't keep it. That's all I'm Listen, saying. Because you miss <laughs> your whole blessing. I keep telling you, I'm going to show up with a whole man and y'all going to be mad. Is, have you seen those future memes? <laughs> it's going to be like... I see you with your new man. Yeah. I remember when that was us. You got that little outfit on that I like. <laughs> Looking ass. <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, that's exactly what it's going to no, be No, I'm like. serious. No, for real. They, people finna be mad because I'm finna be out here and I'm finna be a baby Megan Stallion and I'm finna do the most. So. But I just feel like, okay, this goes back to the same, like how you start off your dating. It's not going, it, like however you started off. If you get into that routine, it's going to be the same thing when you get into the relationship. Yeah, I agree. Can we talk about Real Housewives? Um, let's do it because I got a lot to say. Of Atlanta where uh, it was Kenya Moore and her husband, Mark, Mark You can tell that she did not start off speaking her mind. Exactly. Or, or she didn't start out being authentically herself. No. Like, I'm, here's the thing. I'm a very, like, talkative person. And I just, not, that's beside the point. But... I just think that, like, she was so eager to have a husband and to have a baby that she accepted less than. Like, less than mentally and emotionally. Because a person can be fine and they can be, and they can have money. He had that. He was a a pretty good-looking older guy. But you can tell that he'd been talking to her like that from the beginning. From the beginning, yes. And I think... And that just really irritated me because I don't feel like anybody deserves that. And I, you got to be real careful how you let a man talk to you. Yes. And I pay real close attention to that. Like, if you talk to me like you crazy one time, you'll do it again. 
and again. That is how you get ghosted by Shelby Brennan. So if you didn't see the episode, basically she uh, was at his like banquet event or whatever that and he she was, put together, and he didn't even acknowledge her at the banquet, y'all. Like, that that's made your, you mad? That's my husband, and you don't even acknowledge my existence. But your speakers are acknowledging their girlfriends and their fiancés? That's crazy to me. So, yeah, that's like behavior of something that has always been there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then another episode was like he was like basically controlling her how she is. Because Kenya is very messy and very mean. If if I'm giving my opinion on her, I don't, I don't like how she treats other women. But I also don't think that she, uh, she was herself with him no. i feel like if you can't be yourself with the man then the, there's That's something there's something wrong with that like if you feel like you can't be that mean person that you normally know you are yeah. whatever you are then that's not your man like you should be able to be completely yourself, yourself. yeah so. and i feel like she needs to use that same energy that she came at the woman with with her man exactly. now don't get me wrong i'm not for like belittling a man or yelling at a man or putting your hands on a man like that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that that mean energy that she used towards the girls, she should have put towards him. Because, like you said, like that's something that she's that he's been doing. Yeah. And she's been taking it. Right. Because you can see it on her face. She just kind of like. She wasn't herself. She like soaks in. Yeah. Girl, and then there was the episode where she was talking about Nene and how like she had been mean to her, which I think they've been mean to each other. And I think that yeah. they're overhyping it. But what bothered me about it is that he pretty much counteracts everything that she says. Yeah. And on that episode, he basically was like, well, Nene's been nice to me and she's never done anything to me Mm -mm, and I like mm -mm, her. mm -mm. First of all, I don't care if you like her, but if I'm beefing with her, you're You're beefing beefing with with her. her. (laughs) And that's on period. Yes. You better be beefing with her because we're going to have a problem when we get in that car. Yeah. And I go off on you and you think I'm crazy. That's like, I just think like in a relationship, but I, I feel like especially in marriage, like you're a team, like you're one. So if I'm beefing, you beefing. If I'm mad, you like you ain't gotta be mad, but you better you better show up like a front. Yeah, because if I'm out here acting crazy and, and I'm wrong, don't correct me until we in that car. Do not be like you did a little bit too much. You better be behind my back, like yeah, what my girl said. And then in the car, <laughs> being like, okay, you did a little too you much. Like, hey, you had me out there looking crazy. <laughs> exactly. Don't front me out like that in front mm-hmm. of people, because I'm gonna do the same thing with you. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I got my man back, but I'm like, babe, you, you really didn't have to do that. You yeah, did we. You really almost got my wig taken off. <laughs> wow, we and now it's gonna be your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so. But no, I think it's I think it's so important, like. This is probably kind of off topic, but I think it's really important when you're dating or you're talking to somebody to watch how they handle you. Yeah. Like watch how they talk to you. Watch how they speak to you. Watch how they interact with you when they're mad. Watch how they interact with you when you're irritated. I think the way a person speaks to you is so important. Yeah. Because that's not going to change. Yeah. Like they going to slip up. Yep. You know what I mean? And I think for me, like I feel really bad for Kenya because that is something that's been happening from the beginning. But because she wasn't on the show last year, you didn't know. Yeah. Because I can, like, literally feel her emotions through it. And then, like, just to see how awkward it was. But I couldn't imagine having somebody that you vowed to love for the rest of your life disrespect you in front of your friends. And on your, TV. On your colleagues, in front of TV. Say they didn't enjoy marriage. And then the next day, file for divorce and didn't tell you. Yes. And that had is- other other chicks on the side. And she up here calling them. I'm sorry. Please, why are you? I don't like that. Like, why are you calling a girl? I would be calling him. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you Honestly, calling he gonna her? Still, he gonna still be calling, so it don't really matter. And I'm like, why are you calling the girl? I don't understand. I wonder what she said. She don't owe nothing to you. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. It was just a whole bunch of mess that just tells you, like, the dating. You People need to take the dating portion very, very seriously. Yeah. And I think, like you said from the beginning, like, she wanted 
a marriage and a family. And that's nothing wrong with that. But it's like you will overlook so much yeah. to get that. Yeah. So. I just feel like a lot of people, are, they want somebody so bad. Yeah, exactly. That they miss out on, like, the important stuff. Just don't no. do it. Because no. what you allow in the beginning is going to be exemplified in marriage. Exactly. That's what I cannot stress enough. But y'all didn't ask me. But it's very hard to do that, though. It's very hard to, like, um, like, we... A lot of the time, I saw this meme. It was like, I seen all the red flags, but red is my favorite color. <laughs> or that's said something about six flags. One of them did. Yes. It did. But, I mean, it's true because when we overlook things. So, it's like how it is in the beginning is like the telltale signs. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, to be continued on our um, <clears throat> dating and relationships saga. Ciao. <laughs> Y'all pray for me because I'm really praying that God go ahead and see my man. God, I see what you done for him. <laughs> Where he at, though? But can you do it for me in this season? I'm saying. Like you did for Lauren and Cameron on Love is Blind. Oh, man. You got to finish watching it, friend. I do. Please do not tell me. I feel like you about to, like, tell me and do not I'm not. Me. But you got to watch okay. it. Okay. Because I cut all of out. Oh, Lord. Except for Lauren. You know who I don't like is Jessica. Girl. I don't she like is her. so annoying. She <laughs> is on my nerves. Ooh, because child. let me tell you, if I was the person that Barnett chose <laughs> and homegirl came back, <laughs> let me tell you something. It would not be a pretty story. Have you? This is random. Have you seen that meme? I have to send it to you. There's this meme that said, when you, if you slide into my man's DMs, I'm sliding into the guys to let them know you're on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's me for real. Because you on your way to glory. <laughs> so how you want to go? <laughs> Oh, and that's I just feel like that's Jessica like oh. she I didn't I didn't like her from the first um she just she wasn't episode. genuine yeah but I'll finish watching it um you gonna have a I lot could probably finish it tonight um but we'll see hey it's call me when you watch it I know I couldn't be on that show though I'd be trying to peek around that little partition I need wall. to see what you look like because I really do care about your personality <laughs> but I really do want to make sure that my children don't come I'm out cry. looking like tree monsters. I'm crying, y'all. I can't. No, I'm serious. <laughs> Show is over. I can't. I'm not joking. Um, no, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you today. <laughs> so let's move on to the journey segment. So this is where Shelby and I discuss the journey on building all things melanin. So today we want to talk about putting ourselves out there and overcoming our fears. So what have we done to put ourselves out there? And what's something we've done that has absolutely scared us? And what was the outcome? And how do we overcome those types of fears? I think, and you let me know what you think. One thing that we've done to put ourselves out there, I feel like it's just being more vulnerable. Yeah. Like showing more of our personality, showing more of like who we are. But then also on our podcast, like sharing like really intimate stories about ourselves, what we struggle with. Yeah. Um, how we're feeling and different things like that. I think... That has been really hard for me because to a certain extent, I try to be a very polished person, if that makes sense. And it's not that, this is going to sound contradictory, but it's not that I care what people think about me, but I do care how I'm perceived. Mm -hmm. Because I just feel like in order for me to be the best that I can be, you have to have a certain, like a certain perception of me, you mm -hmm. know? And I think for me, it's just been really interesting to just be more vulnerable and to share those things and also to put ourselves out there to pitch. 
yeah. to um, get people on board with what we're doing or to get on board with people are doing. I think that that has been scary for me because I don't like to hear the word no. Mm-hmm. But I think it's been good for us because to me, for every no we receive, we're that much closer to our yes. Yeah, I would agree with um, the same things, obviously. But I also think like another thing about putting ourselves out there is just doing more of the things that we don't usually do like uh going on ig live we don't normally do that but it's something that we should yeah that we've already agree. discussed that we should you know continue yeah. to do that because it's more real and relatable and like if y'all could see us now how we sitting up here looking crazy recording Listen, this podcast we looking like we just don't care about life um but <laughs> but just that real authenticness is is what we've always said that we we're trying to um show more of because when you sit down and you talk to us everyone says like they're so relatable but when you see our picture perfect pictures that doesn't really display that yeah. and that's very hard to like put your real your real self quote unquote out, out there. there in front of the world it is yeah. it's scary i mean i'm the type of person i don't care what nobody thinks too but it's also like we're building something so we don't want to be out here looking crazy girl so um I think that's one of the things that we have overcome because we've been doing it. We've yeah. been giving all the mentor moments where we dog tired and we just like, let's just talk about something to the yeah, people. I agree. Um, also, like you said, sharing the stories on our podcast, we have shared some intimate things. We yeah. have shared some heartbreaks. We have shared some listen, insecurities. Listen. Like all of that is so relatable to people. Yeah. And people have reached out and told us that. And so I think that it's important to, when you're building something, a brand, a business, it's important to push yourself towards that fear. Yeah. Because you never know who can relate to it. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of times we get in our own heads Listen. about like, well, what if they, you know, talk about my wig? Like, girl, oh, okay. You're not the only person that got a bad wig. I talked about Come my on. own mama's wig. It's fine. So <laughs> it's like, I love you, mom. Um, But it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, push yourself towards that uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. And I think so. for us, we've learned that sometimes you got to do things scared. Yeah. And I think for us, another thing that helps us step out on faith and overcome fear is that we do have each other. Mm-hmm. And so, even sometimes when we're scared, we have each other to lean on for strength and different things like that. Yeah. And um, I think the only way to keep pushing yourself forward to new challenges and opportunities mm-hmm. is to overcome that fear. Okay. Because let's be honest, when we first started this whole thing, it was so fearful like we didn't know what we were doing we didn't know what we wanted to exactly specifically do we just put something out there that is like especially without people knowing so when you drop something like that and then people are like well wait what that means everybody's gonna go look whether they nosy or not they're gonna go and you're always subjected to being judged or being like well why would you want to do that like negative thoughts and stuff but if you know that's what you're supposed to be doing, you have to put yourself out there, go towards the fear, and it, and you'll eventually overcome it. I agree. Yes. So let's move on to our next segment, which... Before we get into our mentor moment segment, we have a special guest joining us for our dreams and connections segment, Miss um, Kiana McGee. So let's go ahead and get into that now. Today, we have a special guest joining us for our dreams and connections segment. Our Dreams and Connections segment is where we connect with entrepreneurs and discuss the knowledge they've acquired on their journey to building their brand or starting a business and connect to that audience to give them real life tools to succeed on their journey. Today, we have none other than the attorney Kiana McGee. Kiana is the founder of the McGee Law Firm, 
law firm, Pete LLC. As a mother of two small children and a wife, she graduated as valedictorian of her law school class in May 2018. Prior to graduation, she was being recognized for her expertise and skill. Kiana was selected to be the teaching assistant while in law school for the Law of Evidence and Professional Ethics and Responsibility courses. She was also named by Miss JD as the Woman of Law at an event of the Harvard Law School in fall of 2017. Lastly, she is regarded as a leader in the small business community, having been named Minority Small Business Owner of the Year by the Flint and Genesee Chamber of Commerce in 2015. Her professional affiliations include State Bar of Michigan, Genesee County Bar Association, and a board member of the Urban Renaissance Center. So Kiana, I have to ask you before we get started. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? Oh no, everything is good. I cannot complain. It wouldn't get me anywhere anyway. So I choose <laughs> not complain, but everything is good. I truly, I'm in a good space. Some days I like nuts over here and some yeah. days I'm like, did I do anything today? So today was a good day. I feel like I was productive trying to manage everything. But yeah, I feel really good. I feel really good. Yes, That's good. That's good. That's amazing. So we're just going to go ahead and hop into our interview because we know you're busy. <laughs> yes. So it's amazing to have an attorney or a trademark attorney on our show today because we've never had one. And yeah. so this is like awesome so tell us what made you decide to become a trademark attorney yeah so long before I went to law school I ran a Christian t-shirt company called daughter of the king and it was uh, the hashtag and the brand is actually still on Instagram as dotk royalty mm -hmm. and anyway I didn't go into that business seeking to like launch this huge t-shirt company I thought it was just going to be like oh these t-shirts that people might or might not like I don't know and I just started throwing stuff out there and it and it stuck and Anyway, it ended up blowing up into this huge t-shirt brand and we sold over $100,000 worth of t-shirts in the first like 18 months of being in wow. business on accident. Because like I said, we did not seek to start a t-shirt company. I don't know anything about fashion. Like if it doesn't come in a set together, together already, don't ask me to put anything together because I'm <laughs> not the one. So anyway, it really was on accident. And by the time this business took off, I'm like, oh, we should probably get this name trademark like I knew about LLC but I didn't know anything about a trademark so once I realized what that was I'm like oh we should try to really lock this down and I contacted an attorney to get it trademarked and come to find out somebody already had a trademark Wow. I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do now? We built this huge brand, this huge platform, spent all this money. And yeah, basically we will never own this brand. And at least not for the next like 10 years, because the trademark had just been filed like within two or three years before that. And they last at minimum, you know, 10 years. Yeah. And so I was like completely devastated, but I knew at that point, like there's no way or no point in me continuing to invest in this company when I'm not going to, I'm not the owner of it. And this owner could show up at any time and say, Hey, you were violating my brand. And now I need you to run me all that money that you made off of this company, basically. Yes. And I didn't want that to happen. So I knew at that point, at that point, even though we didn't really um, dissolve the company for about six to eight months after the fact, mm -hmm. um, 
I knew at that point, like I wasn't, I wasn't committed anymore. Like my balloon had been completely deflated at that point. Um, and that was really it. I thought that was going to be the end of the story. I ended up getting accepted to law school, had, a, had my son, life went on. And then as soon as I got out and started practicing, that seemed to be the area of practice that just happened to take off. And I'm like, oh God, you are so ironic. I swear. <laughs> so I think it was all a part of the plan. You know what I mean? Just to give yeah. me that that experience for myself to know what it's like to have a brand snatched up under your feet with, you know, just because out of your own lack of preparation, it wasn't like this lady did it in a vicious type of way or a malicious type of way. She, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. And it just was, you know, you don't know, you don't know. So I think it was all mainly because it happened to me and now I don't want that to happen to anyone else. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy that you had that experience like yeah. prior to going to law school and now yeah that experience really kind of propelled you into kind of launching your own business and helping people protect their business in different For things sure. like that. So tell us, so since you've become like a trademark attorney and different things like that, tell us your experience with helping people protect their business. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. You get to hear about so many different companies and brands out there that you probably never would have come across had they not reached out to you for a trademark or just for information about business in general. So I feel so honored to even play a small role in the, these businesses that are starting or have launched and just need that protection. Um, yeah. I meet so many phenomenal women all together and I'm just so inspired by them as equally as they are by my work. I'm like, girl, how are you doing this? You you know what I mean? And they, you know, it's just a cool, cool thing to connect with so many women, like I said, and just play such a small role in yeah. such a beautiful company that they're starting. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when you were talking about your experience. So just let our audience know, and us too, how, why is it so important for people to protect or trademark their business? So is this something that you suggest that they do um, before launching or is it okay to do it after you're up and running or what is your yeah. advice? So it really goes based on the individual and that's it. It's as honest as I can be because if you know that you're the type of creative where you fall in love with the project but then in like six months you have fallen in love with another project do not trademark your stuff at the beginning because by the time we get this actual registration in hand you don't even care about that business anymore and now we've went through all of that so yeah. if you're that type where you you know like I said you fall in love with projects and in businesses um really quickly but then fall out of love with them fairly quick as well don't yeah. do it but if you've been harboring over one name and one business for 10 years and you haven't launched it because you're scared someone is going to take it, yeah, go ahead and file the trademark at the beginning so you can start pushing this thing out. So again, it goes back to what type of individual you are um, on whether or not you should do it at the beginning or whether or not you should go ahead and just, you know, start it at least and see if you're going to stick to it and actually go through with the business before you invest that money to trademark it. If you've already launched and you've been operating without a trademark, the importance of having a trademark is that it gives you true ownership of that brand name yeah. or that name in general. And so if you've been operating and you're in New York and someone else now in California or Arizona says, oh, I just came up with this name, even though I swear I didn't see it on Instagram yesterday. <laughs> they like launched the same company and then they filed for a trademark and because they noticed you didn't have one, now they own the brand and they technically could put you out of business and you've had the brand for years. Um, I'm going through that kind of right now with another brand that we're trying to protect. There's someone who she had a trademark, it expired, she didn't renew it. And then while it was expired and dead, someone else got a trademark that was 
very similar to hers, maybe a letter or two off. And now that we've gone back to try to renew her trademark, they're denying her her trademark because someone else has it. And so it's kind of like we're going through this fight when it's just like, we shouldn't have to do this, you know what I mean? So you want to make sure that if you want true ownership of it and you don't want someone else to be able to sneak in, you have to truly own it. You can't just get an LLC or, you know, have a DBA and think that everything, that's enough. It's not enough at all. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. And I think for Shelby and I, when we've started our, all things melanin brand that's one of the, the yeah. first goals that we wanted to do within oh, the first cool. one or two years just yeah. because we could see like the vision down the road and we know mm-hmm. like all the different aspects and that we want to expand with the business yeah. so we yeah. always felt like protect yourself you know it's kind sure. of like a way that you like you just said you can just protect yourself your brand yeah and then there's a um there's another brand I don't know if you've ever heard of Cupcake Mafia but it was like a t-shirt company that came out years ago when I was doing Daughter of the King and she blew up and it's the girl who owns it I believe her name is like Miss Skittles on Instagram and anyway she told this story recently about her brand and how um, she got this contract with Forever 21 and she needed to produce so much of her brand so that they could sell it in the stores. Um, and anyway, she ended up going into these partnership with these business people in New York just to try to get her capital up in order to produce, you know, the, yeah. the amount of um, product that she needed. Anywho, she didn't have a trademark. They, she got into business with these people. Those people filed a trademark for it when they signed the contract. Long story short, she fell out with them, but now they owned her brand because they had a trademark on it and she did. And so ultimately she ended up having to buy her rights back into the company to get it back from them. And this was something that she birthed and started, you know, in her apartment in in Atlanta that these other people, you can guess what color they may have been, had (laughs) nothing to do with, you know what I mean? But now she didn't even own it anymore. So anyway, she ended up getting the rights to it back. But after all that, it just wasn't ever the same, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like having that protection. There's no substitute for it, especially when you start thinking of investors or assets or any of that. Like you don't want somebody else coming in and noticing like, yeah, you got something real good going and it's yeah. gonna be mine like you know what I mean like you don't want that yeah that's so crazy because I feel like a lot of like entrepreneurs or creatives and content creators and different things like that like we're so excited to start we're so yeah. excited to put our business out there and to just you know be somebody and different things like that that we often um forget to protect our business we forget yeah. to you know do the legal steps to make sure that we're good and that we're covered yeah so if you do pop off then you're good and you don't have anything to worry about because just like you said like a lot of people are looking to capitalize or to take what you yeah for sure for sure you think is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about trademarks or you know protecting their business that you usually have to inform them about our education yeah you really touched on it like most people are just so excited to get it out there and some people are really excited to the point where they do believe that they've done all the legal work they have an llc and they think that an llc and a trademark are the same thing and that's the biggest misconception that i see is that people think that they're covered because they genuinely thought they took the necessary steps they're like oh but i got an llc and i'm like Congrats, but that's not really a trademark you know what I mean like I don't want to let you down that's important too but that's not a trademark and so a lot of times they believe that they've done the footwork and they haven't and they don't know that until they see someone else out there using the brand or until they've gotten a cease and desist from someone else and they're like what's going on I I have an LLC and I'm like "Mm." 
hate to be the one to tell you this. I really do. You know what I mean? Because that's not, you don't want to be the bearer of bad news because they thoroughly thought that they did everything they were supposed to. So that's the biggest misconception that I see often is that people don't know the difference between an LLC and a trademark and why a trademark is necessary if I have an LLC because they feel like they filed this with the state. We good. And it's like, no. Yes. And I think that's what it comes down to is just not knowing. And I think- specifically within our community for sure we aren't really taught to have ownership mm-hmm. you know what I mean so um yep. and we see yep. you on social media being very social and, and interacting <laughs> with people so how important is it for you to interact and be a resource for those that follow you or look up yeah to you? I think we're like beyond the days where people just do business with businesses for the sake of doing business with them. They want to know the person that's behind it. It's more um, personal and they want to be able to trust, you know, that person and have put a face to a name. They want all of that. And as much as I don't want um, my business to be based on me forever, I know that at the beginning stages, like they want to know who's behind that brand. It's no different than, Melissa Butler behind the lip bar like it she'll tell you all the time that her business like took off once she became out of the background and came in the front of the brand and so I like for people to be able to understand my personality I love being able to attract like-minded women Christian entrepreneurs or just young African-American entrepreneur uh, female entrepreneurs I love working with those people and those are my people you know what I mean and I don't feel like I have to like filter out my personality on Instagram. We either click or we don't. And if we don't, you weren't for me. I wasn't for you. There's no harm, no foul, you know? So I don't have like a strategy in how I like promote or act or post on Instagram. I probably should be more intentional, but I'm just like, oh, that meme is hilarious. I'm reposting, you know what I mean? (laughs) To the point now where like my husband works in a completely different sector and he's very conservative, very, you know, stoic. And he was talking with some people and they're like, Yeah, he's like, Yeah, they're probably gonna check out my social media. I'm like, what social media? Like (laughs) he doesn't have any, but then it made me think like, oh shoot, I probably like should delete some stuff because if they see his, they're probably gonna lead them to me somehow. And I don't want them (laughs) based off of what's craziness that I post. So anyway, I love I love it, but um, I think it just lets people see, like, you behind the cameras, like, you, yeah. you know, behind everything, and that's what people want to know. They just want to know that they're not, like, the only weirdo out there. That's, yeah. you know, that's, that's it. So. That's definitely so true, because we both follow you, like, through our brain, personally, and different things like that, and one thing that I do um, love about you when I follow you is, like you say, you do post amazing, you do post helpful tips and different things like that, and you get to, you know, show your personality, but one thing that I've learned um just in things that I follow and things that I support yeah. is usually like and support the person. And then, yeah. then you like and support the brand. And yeah, for sure. Amazing that you're authentically yourself because it's just Aww. a good representation of who you are as a person because we're always not represented in different sectors or in different yeah. places. Yeah. So it's yeah. always great to see someone who's genuine and who's knowledgeable and intelligent that looks like Aww. you that's still putting you up on game. So that's amazing. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah. so when you decided to venture out on your own and brand yourself, yeah. um, what did that transition look like for you? Were you scared? Yeah. Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you forced? Like, <laughs> So I don't know when that happened or how that happened, to be honest with you. I always have had like, okay, I don't know how, y'all look younger than me, so I'm just going to leave that out. <laughs> But when I, like, when Facebook first came out, I was, like, a freshman in college, and so it was, like, oh, okay, there's Facebook, you know, so 
we, everybody was on Facebook. And then once Instagram came out, there was like, okay, there's Instagram, but it was never like create a brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have this, it's this blog called KamoraCochran.com. I'm ashamed to even talk about this, but I had this blog called KamoraCochran.com. And this was like, while I was an undergrad and it was like, it was a blend between Kamora Lee Simmons and Johnny Cochran and they were supposed to like become one. And so it was like all celebrity legal news. I'm not even kidding. And so that was like the first time I created a quote unquote brand, but it was more so because I needed to go by a different name. Cause I was like, I knew everybody's business, everybody, <laughs> everybody who got arrested, everybody who had to pay child support. Like I was like, like <laughs> <laughs> I had to go by a different name. One, because who the heck was going to remember Kiana? Kiana McGee, or Cook was my maiden name back then. I'm like, no, it has to be something more intriguing than that. <laughs> so, so I came up with Kamora Cochran. And anyway, so that was the first time like I intentionally like set out to quote unquote brand myself as something else. And then um, I ended up not doing the blog anymore right around the time that we started Daughter of the King. And so that was the first time that I transitioned from like Kamora Cochran and just put my regular name on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But if you go back all the way back in my feed from when I first got an Instagram account, it was Kamora Cochran. And so like stuff that I posted had at Kamora Cochran on there because that was the first <laughs> so ashamed but anyway that was the name I was going by on there so that was like the first time that I did it and it wasn't intentional you know like I said it yeah. was odd because I couldn't be known as the messy gossiper back then <laughs> as if everybody didn't know it was me like it was still all my pictures so, mm -hmm. anyway um so then once I went back to my regular you know name it was just like that was it and so now that you know everything that you do on Instagram now is your brand whether you want it to be or not you know it's like whether you have a color scheme or not like you're you're branding yourself whether you mean to or don't mean to so the answer long way of saying I never intentionally set out to do that unless I was doing it for that blog and then after that it just became like oh that's that's the crazy one basically like that's just her never was it intentional though to become like the brand of Kiana the lawyer it was just like oh that one yeah we follow her she's but that's so interesting because that kind of goes into what we always tell people is to just start because yeah. like, it sounds like you just started because you had yeah. an idea and you just did it and then yeah. it eventually will develop into what you really want to do sure. and so with that being said what advice would you give someone who it may be on the fence about going after their dreams or taking that leap of faith yeah. um, or just starting like what would you uh, advise them to do so it's always twofold when I get this. The first one, if if they're a parent, I always ask them, so when your child looks at you and says, so what did you want to be when you were a child? And if you're not whatever that was, what is your answer going to be for why you didn't go after that? You know what I mean? Like, my daughter is the type that will ask something like that. You know what I mean? So I always have to be like, okay, you better try. Because if she ever asks, what are you going to say? Like, oh, I was too scared. Like, don't nobody want to hear that. And now I feel real inspired to go after my dreams when you didn't. You know what I mean? So if you're a parent, I feel like that should be enough to strike a chord in you. Like, okay, I don't want to keep looking my child in the face and telling them every day, like, you can do whatever you want. And they're like, okay, loser. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, that was the first thing and if they don't have kids then I'm like okay so if you die five years from now and you get to the gate and God is like so why didn't you use what I gave you what are you gonna say like I don't want to be up there like oh I just wanted to um 
get my point up a little higher, like, or something stupid. Like, you know what I mean? What are you going to say to him if he says that? And I just went out whenever it's my time to go, which Lord knows I don't want it to be anytime soon, but whenever it is, I just want to make sure I, I, there's nothing left for him to have said, like, you should have, I gave you this and you ain't do nothing with it. You know what I mean? Like, I was scared. You were scared. Like, I can't imagine what God is going to say, like, back to the responses. He got a verse for everything. Like, you were scared. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want no parts of either one of those situations. I don't want my daughter questioning, questioning me about why I didn't pursue something. I don't want God looking at me like, I gave you the juice and you just sat there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that. And I would hope that that's enough for people to just like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, what's the worst? Right. What is the absolute, out of all the things you've been through in your life or seen happen in your life, like, what's gonna happen what's the worst thing that can happen if you just go ahead and start that business like yes, yes. Nope, nobody buys something oh yes. who cares like exactly through worse things than that you know what i mean yes. like what is the absolute worst thing that can happen i'm sure whatever it is can't compare to the real worst thing that you've ever been through so why not try like yeah i don't understand and i'm crazy i get it so some people might be like <laughs> know what's wrong with her but I don't understand like fear you know what I mean and that's a good and a bad thing because I don't I could probably jump off the roof and be like oh I'm gonna be fine you know what I mean (laughs) at the same time like I don't understand what people are really afraid of especially when it comes to business I get you know other stuff that really might hurt you physically but like when it comes to business or entrepreneurship or school or just like things like that I'm like yeah what is the worst that can happen? Like, I just don't have a fear chromosome or something where I'm like, let's go, let's do it, let's try it and see, see what happens. I don't... I honestly believe, like, people may be fearful because of the unknown or yeah. just overthinking stuff, but in my opinion, fear can always be there. That doesn't yeah. mean you stop doing or going or doing what you need to do. When you wake yeah. up every morning, you could have fear of what's going to happen during the day. You don't know, but you still exactly. go to work. You still go pick up your groceries. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So if you look at it that way, I think that's a great point. And you just dropped so many words right there. <laughs> you said like, okay, fear, so what? Just do what's it. What's the worst that can happen? What, 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 so what? So what? Yes, do it anyway. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. So yeah. how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so Instagram, I'm Kiana the Lawyer. It's K-Y-O-N-A, the lawyer. Um, or via email is the same thing, Kiana at the McGee Law Firm. And I'm basically on everything is the same exact way. On Facebook, I'm Kiana McGee. Same thing everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, make sure y'all follow her. Thank you so much, Kiana, for knowledge, being yes. authentic, yes. sharing your resources. That's what it's all about so you guys make sure you follow her and connect with her and thank you for joining our dreams and connections thank you so much for having me y'all i appreciate it thank you so much for joining us kiana you dropped so many keys about why it's so important to protect your business and the realities of being an entrepreneur be sure to reach out to kiana for all of your trademark and protection needs we linked all of her contact information in the description below now let's get into our mentor moment is the mentor moment so this segment is where we discuss or actually we discuss our advice on um a listener letter that was submitted to us so um here we go it says hi erica and shelby i want to start by saying i'm so thankful to have a job and to be able to pay my bills lately however 
<laughs> comma my job has been super stressful and toxic i'm trying to be positive and to have a good attitude but it's always something at my job whether it's my boss my coworkers, or something shady going down it's literally draining me i dread work i'm exhausted after work and i can't seem to find the energy to do anything or even look for a new job that's how tired i am how do i rise above a negative situation and put myself in a better situation want to take that one um i think the best way to get out of a negative situation is to make moves to get into a new situation and i feel like a lot of times when we're not happy at a certain place or a certain job i feel like it's okay to start looking for a new job it's okay to start putting yourself in a better position or a new position but you have to understand that if you're exhausted and you're tired and you're draining and you're not happy you have every right to look for a new job and to go somewhere else that'll make you happy. Yes. Like, don't kill yourself for a job that would have your job up the next day if you died or that you the were in the hospital day. or that you're sick. Yeah. Like, it's not worth it to me. I think that even though you're exhausted or you're tired, I think that you have to carve out time to apply. Yeah. Like, you literally have to. Whether that's, you know, setting out certain days that you apply. Let me tell you, apply to your heart's content. Yeah. But apply to things that you want to do. Like, don't go nowhere else and be miserable. Yeah. Because then that would defeat the point. Slide in recruiters' DMs. Yep. Follow up. Email. Comment. Connect with those type of people because you never know what they're looking for. And sometimes just having, like, a personalized email or conversation or thank you can really, really help. I think, I think a lot of people feel like this in general. Um, because I feel like corporations work you to the bone yeah, and then spit you out and then expect you to do more. And I just don't feel like if you feel like that, that it's worth it. I feel like you should go somewhere else where you're happier because we spend the, if we're being honest, we spend the majority of our time at work. Yes. Lord, so if you're going <laughs> to spend it at work, spend it doing something that you like or that's giving back or that brings you joy. Yeah. I have been struggling with this similar situation as far as being dreadful. Um, not only just with work, but just with a lot of things in general. And I mm -hmm. just realized that dread, there's no purpose in dreading something that you know you're going to do anyways or that you have to do anyway. Yeah. So when I, um, I was actually really, really, really upset today. Um, at something that happened at work and it was just a like slap in the face um yeah. as far as like disrespect goes Ugh. and so i uh was sitting at my desk and i was just talking to god i said hey god i don't um i don't belong here i was like i don't i basically just telling just pouring my heart out about how i don't feel like i i fit in i don't fit in culturally like it's just too much to wear I'm not trying to fit in, if you know what I mean, but it's like I feel like there's somewhere else I'm supposed to be. Yeah. So, um, funny thing is, is my uh, old college roommate who I haven't talked to in months, she slid in my DMs with a random video that literally the title was, Do You Ever Feel Like You Just Don't Fit In? And, the, and I just felt like that was a clear sign from Jesus about like um, – about the message, it basically was saying you don't feel like you fit in because there's more for you. Listen. So, with that being said, um, I just took that uh, that stress or that toxicity that I experienced, and I was like, do something about it. 
make your move. Now, I will never suggest anybody to just quit your job. Um, no, you no. need to be looking Look. for a job while you uh, hey, pay the maneuver, bills. Yeah, maneuver around. But if it's draining you, if it's toxic, then it's just not worth it. Um, but let's be honest, any job that you get into, there's going to be something, some level of a stupid person, disrespect, stressful, yeah. toxic. Like, but you have to figure out how you can still maintain your joy in situations like that. Okay. But let me tell you, God will show you it's a sign where it's time for you to move. Listen. And I feel like um, it's okay to feel these feelings, yeah. feel like you're dreading or exhausted. But um, just start making that move to a better situation for yourself. There's nothing wrong. You're not quitting. You're not giving up. But you're just trying to make yeah. a better move for yourself. And I was talking to a friend, and they sent me this message. So I want to uh, read it. Um, I sent them my frustrations, and uh, they just said, God gives signs all the time if you're allowing yourself to be available to him. With that being said, have you come to him about how you should move in this time of feeling unappreciated or overlooked? Oh, that's good. And it's like, that's true. You get so frustrated. But are you going to God and saying, hey, how should I move? Because in my head... I just walked out, <laughs> but right. maybe that ain't got what God want me to do. Cause I feel like at the beginning this, of this year, mm-hmm. I'm being uh, told to stay dedicated to yeah. stuff and not just give up and not just quit. But then now at this point season in my life, I'm like, okay, God, I don't, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Like I got to move. Uh, yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> same, so girl, same. I said all that to say, <laughs> just keep your job. While you're looking for something else. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with getting yourself out of a negative situation and into a better one. And I would agree with that wholeheartedly. Okay. Well, if anybody else have any good questions like that um, that you want us to answer, uh, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in the DM at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So our last segment of the show is Words of Encouragement, where we're going to read a Bible verse and lead you off in prayer. So our Bible verse comes from Isaiah 43, 2-3, um, and it says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Let me tell y'all. Um, <laughs> you felt that or not? Let me tell you <laughs> I have been, like, in this really, really weird season in my life. And it may not appear like it if you really know me, but I have really been struggling and down about a lot of things, just about, like, where I am in life. Like, I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like I should have more. I feel like I should be hard further along in my career. And I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel like I'm drowning, and I just don't feel like I have any control over what's happening or what I'm going through in life. And quite frankly, I've really been feeling like alone in life. Like, I just don't have anybody that understands it. Or, like, I don't have anybody that understands me. Or I don't have anybody just in my corner, even though I know I do, if that makes sense. And I feel like people keep giving me all this cliche advice that I don't care about. Girl, yeah. And so, (laughs) I've really been kind of drawn to myself. And I don't feel like I've been by myself. And so, I've really been struggling with where I am in my career and my faith. Because I feel like if I'm a Christian, which I am, then I shouldn't be so irritated and so down and so low-key depressed about where I'm in life. Like, I should have faith that God is going to work it out. Yeah. And some days I do. And some days I don't. Yeah. 
And one thing that I do like about this Bible verse, and I really feel like just in general, I feel like God in this season is really trying to teach me how to trust him. Yeah, Because I feel like I really rely on myself to get things done. And I try to rely on my intelligence and my knowledge and what I bring to the table. But I'm realizing in this season in my life that I can't rely on Shelby. Right. And I can't rely on another human being. Right. I feel like I'm going through a lot of the things that I'm going through and I feel a lot of the things that I feel because God is trying to teach me to rely on him. So when I go into this next season that I know it was him and it wasn't me and that I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. Another thing that I really, really like about this Bible verse is it tells, it just reminds me that like, because there have been days where I've sat at my desk and I've literally almost cried. Girl, there have been days that I have just gone to my car and I said, God, I don't know what else you want me to do. I've done all I can do. I've tried to have a positive attitude. I've tried it, but I just can't. And my body has felt so heavy that I just didn't think that I could do it anymore. But one thing that I'm reminded of and that I try to remind myself constantly that I've been singing my Sunday school class and in the devotionals that I'm doing and, and reading and praying and trying to get close to God is that like, no matter how I'm feeling or what I do, God still loves me and he still chose me. And because he still loves me and he still chose me, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, what I'm going through, or what I'm doing. He is going to be there every time I want to cry, every time I'm in my car, every time I feel like I can't do it. He never leaves my side. And for me, there is something really special in knowing that God loves me so much that no matter how I'm feeling or no matter what I'm going through, that he is going to be there through my toughest times and through my saddest times. Because let me tell y'all something. Life has been on my neck in 2020, and so much has been going on, and life has not discriminated against me, my family, or my friends, and it has been, like, so hard. Yes, it has. And this Bible verse just really reminds me that no matter where I go, that God is going to be with me. It don't matter if you throw me in the in the lion's den. I'm going to come out leading that pack eventually because God got me. And I feel like sometimes we forget that when we're thrown in the fire, it's not about us getting ourselves out. It's about God using us as an example or God showing us that I threw you in here and I'll take you out and I'll bring you out better than you ever came out. And I feel like we got to remember that a lot of things that we go through is not about us. A lot of things that we go through, I feel like, are to remind us of who God is and his goodness. A lot of things that we go through is to remind us that it's for God to wake us up and to show him who's boss. Because if we're being honest, we think that we run our lives and we don't. No, we don't. Everything <laughs> that we go through is by God's grace. When we come out on top, it's by God's grace. When we get something good, it's by God's grace. And I feel that like a lot of times we go through these seasons so God can remind us like how good he is and how much he loves you. And I just want you to know that no matter what you're going through in life or however you feel, that when you get thrown in the fire, you'll eventually come out. But it's what you do in the fire that matters like are you still gonna praise god in the fire are you still gonna call out to him are you still gonna call his name maybe you're still in the fire because you don't believe maybe you're still in the fire because you ain't got faith maybe you're still in the fire because you ain't even spent time with god and thanked him for anything that he's done when we're on our faith journey i feel like life hits us ten times ten times harder it definitely and we really forget that as christians and as people of faith that we're gonna get we're going to get hit harder because we have more to lose. And you got to understand that the devil and Satan and whoever else in the universe, like y'all like to call the universe, they've seen your destiny. They've seen what God has for you. They've seen what you could amount to. So they're going to try to attack you in every single way with every type of person. But I pray that you can be strong. I pray that you can endure the fire. And I pray that you know that God is with you through your good seasons and your bad seasons. I think in my in this season, 
my thing that I'm dealing with is frustration. Yeah. And I am not going to say that just because you have fr- frustration does not mean you have the absence of faith. Yeah. Because for me, I think I get in, we get in our own frustrations because we don't understand why we're in this heavy river uh, and we feel like we're drowning or why mm-hmm. we're in this fire and why it's taking so long and why have I been praying for this for years and it ain't showing up. Like Listen. all of that frustration, it doesn't mean I don't believe God is going to do it for me. I know there's a set appointed time for that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like we, we're we focused on the wrong thing when we get frustrated. Listen. We're focused on the why this, why that. So I have personally been trying to find the enjoyment, not saying there's joy in the fire, but there's always something to look forward to and be grateful for. Like yeah. you just said, if, it's, if you don't have anything to be grateful for you can be grateful for that you woke up this morning listen because you didn't have to you didn't you didn't have to uh get up on both of your legs some people don't have two legs right. some people have diseases some people don't have they don't have somebody would want your life right now yeah and you think it's the worst thing so i think that's how i have to look at certain situations just because i'm frustrated doesn't mean god is just torturing me in this fire yeah. but doesn't it feel like that sometimes it does. If we're being completely real about it yeah so i think this verse is very powerful, and I'm probably going to read this all week because <laughs> I feel this exact way. So uh, I need for you to pray for us, Shelby. Okay, let me <laughs> see what I got for y'all. Bow your head, close, close your eyes. Sway with it if you're driving. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as unbelievable know how. First and foremost, not to ask you for anything, but to thank you for everything, Lord Jesus. Thank you for for allowing each person that's assembled to listen to this podcast, Lord Jesus. We pray for them. We don't know what's on their hearts. We don't know what they're struggling with. We don't know what's weighing heavy on their minds, but you do. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them some relief. We pray that they would know that they are enough. We pray that they know that they are chosen, and we pray that they would know that you are always with them, Lord Jesus. We pray that as we go through life, we understand that life does not discriminate, Lord Jesus. We understand that we will be tested. We're praying, Lord Jesus, for everybody that is having family issues, for anyone that has a loved one that is for anybody that is unhappy and miserable in their job for anybody that is depressed for anybody that doesn't feel like they have anybody to love them or encourage them for anybody lord jesus that is just down on their wits end and they don't think that they can go on lord jesus we pray that you would allow them to know that they are a child of god and that they are chosen we pray lord jesus that they would have the faith to trust you we pray lord jesus that they would have the faith to keep going we pray lord jesus that they would have the faith to find something to be grateful for lord jesus we pray that you would cover them we pray that as they're feeling lonely and sad and down and depressed or however they may be feeling we pray that you would wrap them up in your arms Lord Jesus and just love on them we pray that you would send somebody that's genuine and that's a child of God Lord Jesus to reassure them Lord Jesus to give them affirmations we pray that as they go out in this world Lord Jesus that you would cover them Lord Jesus because I feel like a lot of us are getting attacked from every which way and every which angle but Lord Jesus we know that we are a child of God and we know the people assembled that are listening are to Lord Jesus we pray that you would lead and guide them in the way that you would want them to go we pray that you would cover them we pray that you would protect them we pray that you would go before them we pray that you would give them affirmation lord jesus to know when they're on the right page lord jesus we pray that they would spend more quality time with you lord jesus we pray that they would get quiet and listen to what you want from them and how you want them to move lord jesus we pray with this whole virus going on lord jesus and with all of this political stuff and just all this stuff that's going on in the world lord jesus we pray that we can just for a second just pause and just pause and remember that we're all human that we can just pause and remember lord jesus that we should be kind to one another that we should love one another that we should support one another that we should be a light to one another lord jesus we pray lord jesus that you would bless each and every person 
that is listening to this podcast. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you will continue to bless them, to keep them, and to lead and guide them. And we pray that they're in a situation that is making them sad, that is making them depressed, and that is making them down. We pray that you will give them some light. We pray that you will give them some hope. And we pray that you would bring them out of whatever they're going. Because as we've talked about, Lord Jesus, it's not about getting thrown in the fire. It's about having the faith to get out the fire and how we come out stronger. So we pray that every person assemble. After listening to this, we pray that they would come out stronger knowing that they are a child of God, come out stronger knowing that they're enough, and come out stronger knowing that they have so much to gain and nothing to lose. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.